Thinking aloud. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with psychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today, we'll explore some methods for addressing pain. I mean physical pain, the kind that really hurts. Uh, you know, I'm in my 70s now, and many people my age suffer from arthritic pain. And I suppose that's why yeah, older people sometimes have a reputation for being grouchy, because they're addressing pain in their body, or they're not addressing it. So it gets expressed outwardly, and uh, they take it out sometimes on other people, particularly yeah, little children at times. Now, I practiced as a psychotherapist for many years in California. I was licensed as a clinical psychologist. Uh, I found it a useful way to <laughs> earn a living since uh, very few avenues were open once I uh, got my degree, my doctoral degree in parapsychology. So I went back and got additional training as a psychotherapist and practiced for a, a long time. And uh, naturally, as a psychotherapist, uh, especially working with hypnosis as I did, uh, pain is an issue that comes up. And there are some standard techniques in psychotherapy for dealing with pain. One of them is very simple. You ask your uh, client to visualize the pain where, wherever they're experiencing it and to uh, let you know the size of it. For example, is it as large as a grapefruit or an orange in their body? And then you say, okay, concentrate on it like a piece of fruit. And now see if you can make that pain a little smaller, perhaps from the size of an orange to the size of a plum or from the size of a plum to the size of a cherry, or from the size of a cherry, perhaps, to the size of a pea, and from the size of a pea, maybe down to as tiny as a match head. And usually people are able to do that. The pain, as they visualize, gets reduced down smaller and smaller and smaller and less and less bothersome until they can just take, a, just sort of, flick it off and it's gone. And uh, that's a technique that uh, works at least temporarily dealing with pain. It can even be severe pain. In fact, in the history of hypnosis, there were cases prior to the development of good anesthesia where uh, surgeries were performed with patients under hypnosis. Uh, so uh, hypnosis can be used to address major forms of pain. I dealt with a client for many years, someone I learned a great deal from, Joanne Robinson was her name, and she was in great pain. She was suffering from uh, spinal stenosis and uh, was gradually becoming more and more crippled. And she came to me because she was sort of an atheistic, materialistic person. But she saw that she was losing all capacity in her body and pain was increasing. And she realized the only way to address this was to find a seat of spiritual reality for herself because everything physical was being taken away from her. And we addressed the pain using hypnosis 
in a different way, I think a more profound way, and that is to experience a sense of loving compassion for the pain. So she would find a place of pain in her body and she would say to herself, or I would help her, guide her through this under hypnosis, pobrecito, oh poor me, I have such compassion for this pain in my body. Embrace the pain, become one with the pain. And uh, she was able to deal with excruciating pain in in this manner because, you see, normally if you, for example, you hit your thumb uh, with a hammer and you go, ouch, and, and you what you're actually experiencing many times is a sense of hatred towards that pain in your body. I hate it when that happens, you know. And that is actually not a good way to address pain. It's the opposite of really addressing the pain. Embracing the pain with compassion is a way to heal that pain and and to deal with it inwardly in a more comprehensive and positive manner. Now, a third approach to dealing with pain comes from the practice of vipassana meditation. And I had the good fortune of being introduced to Shinzen Young, uh, the author of a book on the science of meditation. He was a master teacher of vipassana. And uh, he would work with people who were experiencing extreme pain or other extreme feelings, for example, addicts, heroin addicts. And uh, the point in Vipassana meditation is to sit, keep your tush on the cush, as he would say, and be with whatever comes up, whatever arises in your mind, which might be uh, addictive cravings or pain. And the idea is to appreciate that whatever is arising, you don't have to own it. The pain is not necessarily your pain. It's just the firing of nerve cells in your body, actually. It's nothing more than that. And when you can separate yourself, your true self, your inner observer from the experience of consciousness, from the contents of consciousness, then you can achieve some distance from it. So the the pain is there, but it's not you. Uh, and he's been quite successful working with pain using that approach. So, in both cases, I think, in all cases, all three of these examples, uh, the heart is is an important to me. It's it's an important aspect of the process because when you can hold yourself in a deep, loving way and realize that yourself is this vast consciousness, far greater than your ego, far greater than your body, far greater even than your life history from your birth to this moment in this particular body. Yes, we will suffer pain. It's inevitable. Nobody goes through life without experiencing pain. But the best way to address it is with compassion for yourself. I'll leave you with that thought, and thank you for being with me.
The New Thinking Aloud, or In Presence podcast, that you have just heard was originally recorded as a video for the New Thinking Aloud channel on YouTube. Check out the channel by going to newthinkingallowed.com.